What is going on, FA Nation? Happy Thursday, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast. I am your host, James Grande, joined by my good buddy, Sean Mitchell. Sean, a nice little six-gamer right in the frickin' wheelhouse. It's the Catalina wine mixer of slates. Um, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, you know, just uh, living the dream, like they say. <laughs> But no, yeah, like you said, this is, you know, six game slate. It, it's right, you know, gets our bread and butter. Um, especially, you know, this is these are the slates that I really enjoy. It was like, you, can, you know, you can dig a little bit deeper, dial in for more. Um, you know, the options are obviously way less. So, and, and there's some good games. I mean, you, you know, you have the New Orleans Portland rematch here with the 241 and a half total. You have Charlotte going into LA to play the Lakers, which has a 228 total. Um, and then you know, Minnesota Phoenix, which we all, we we always know that you know Minnesota games are always high you know high total games right. two and a half. So we got some good games. You know it should be pretty interesting for for a medium six gamer. Hey, we can't forget about the third highest scoring team in the NBA and the Utah Jazz taking Utah. on the the. I mean, not the worst defense in the league, but damn close to it. I mean, like, Getting to play one of the worst too, so yeah, sure. point that sure. you're bringing up there. So I think we're gonna get a, I think we're gonna get a crazy total in that game. I think we're gonna see. I'll go out on a limb and say we're gonna see two forty. Two forty. Yep, I'll say two forty in that game. I'm gonna say I think I'm gonna think it goes. I think I think it's a little bit higher. I think it's about two forty. 45 and a half, 246, probably. So we saw we saw the Kings. Wizards uh, hit. I saw it at. It ended at two forty-seven. It was bet up about two o'clock p.m. Eastern. It was at two forty-eight and a half. So yeah. um, I saw it at two forty-eight and a half. I think that's where it, it capped, and then it uh, ended at two forty-seven. So uh, <laughs> not too shabby. It's currently at um, two forty. So the under would have hit uh, unless this game goes to overtime. The Wizards do have point seven seconds to tie the game um down to so uh the under the under wins unless washington pulls something uh rabbit out of the hat there but um so you guys obviously know we are now recording on wednesday evening as as you can tell but uh sean i think we're ready to jump in um we were talking about a little before we hopped on air we don't have a ton of injury news um clint capella is questionable he did miss the last game the the Magic have a bunch of injuries. Uh, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross, uh, all questionable. And then the Knicks have a uh, big question mark at, at the point guard tomorrow. Derek Rose officially out. Um, Alfred Paytonless is doubtful. Emmanuel Quickly, who twisted his ankle um, in that game against Philly, is also questionable. So uh, um, Knicks could be down to Frankie Nicatalina at the point guard position, a.k.a. Julius Randle playing point guard. Um, let's hop into the slate. As always, we will break it down position by position and we'll start at the top. Dame Dalla, uh, Sean doesn't look like he cared very much that CJ McCollum was back in the lineup. Actually very happy. CJ McCollum was probably back in the lineup. Uh, went for 75. He went for 50 actual 10 assists, six rebounds, 18 for 18, uh, at the foul line. And Sean, um, 
We have the same matchup here. Yeah. Once same, literally, same matchup at home. Um, everything the same. Do, <laughs> do we think that he goes for 75 again? Uh, I mean, wait, wait. Didn't he go for 80? So yeah. I was going to say, he's actually averaging 77 fantasy points against <laughs> New Orleans this year. So he actually let us down. So does he just, like, have a vendetta <laughs> against the Pelicans? Like, I mean... It's the only team that he's literally just totally trounced in this whole season. It's really crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, how can you, you know, not consider him? Uh, I mean, how can you not? You know, this is the, the largest total. Maybe the the Washington and Utah game uh, gets a little bit above it. But still the same, you know, still, still the same thing. Pelicans have not <laughs> guarded that point guard spot very well. Um and yeah, I mean, it's still a great spot. I don't, I don't really see how you could be much more enthused. And don't get me wrong, Trey Young at eight point eight, or I don't know what he is on DraftKings. Ninety nine. Uh, you know, it does. Yeah, you know, ninety nine. Wow. Okay. I mean, eight point eight seems like a steal for Trey on FanDuel, but yep. you know, nonetheless, I mean, you know, Russ is ten five back to back. That game obviously, as we just mentioned, likely going to have a very high total. Um, but, you know, with Bill playing, it's, it's kind of um, one of those things where we know that maybe CJ's likely going to be uh, limited again, um, playing maybe in that same range way he played last night. So, you know, Dame easily seems like a clear cut number one again to me here, you know, for this one. Yep. I completely agree. Um, Russell Westbrook. Don't know if we need to go there. I think it is worth noting an injury that we didn't point out. Mike Conley is out, uh, sitting for rest purposes. So a uh, good matchup for Westbrook, who, again, once he went crazy, uh, over 60 fantasy points on Wednesday evening. Uh, Trey Young really let us down the other night, and I was all in on Trey Young. Yeah, yeah terrible shooting. Now. 40 fantasy points going three for 13 for the floor. So, um you know, OKC is a good matchup. I do think you can go there, but it, all roads lead back to Dame here at $11,000 over on DraftKings. Um, when you move down the list, uh, one of two teams on a back-to-back, the Charlotte Hornets against the Lakers. Um, Chris Paul, I think, could be very popular here in the mid-tier. And then, let's, I mean, Lonzo, yeah, Sean, coming yeah. off, he only scored 11, okay? He had 17 assists in this Portland game, and that's kind of the Lonzo ball we've been waiting for. We're kind uh, of surprised to see only five and a half assists per game um, from Lonzo. He could be a guy that, you know, I think pushes for the league league if league lead if he, you know, actually went for it. Um, I think of those three between LaMelo, Chris Paul, and Lonzo, I think Lonzo stands out the most. It's very hard not to kind of just run it back with the same guys that had all that success last time, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you, you know, that if he would have shot just a little bit better, you're looking right. at 50 plus fantasy points. I mean, right. he didn't have that great of a shooting out either. So, yeah, I mean, it, the, we know the game flow is going to be there. We know the opportunity is going to be there. Just as bad as they are against the point guard spot, you know, Portland right. is bad. So we saw that, you know, like it, it – you know, Zion had a really good night. Brandon Ingram did, you know, played well. Um, 
it was just you know, these two teams are going to give up scores. Like that's that's all there is to it. There's, there's going to be a lot of scoring. So I think you're right. I totally agree. You know, Lonzo, he's only six point seven here on on Fanduel, which I you know really really like because we know that you know he is very defensive. Uh, top two gets a lot of steals, so that's really good for him. Uh, he can block a shot or two, so yeah, definitely think his value is easily there. Uh, Lamelo Ball, his price is just still kind of up there. Uh, I feel like with Devonte Graham returning and playing off the bench, and you know taking a little bit of minutes away, I feel like his price is still kind of priced for premium. Um, and then of course you always kind of worry about Chris Paul with you know playing Minnesota with there being the blowout potential. Um, I'm pretty sure that was a Double-digit spread, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but either way, um, always things you got to worry about. Um, I think Chris Paul will be a little under the radar, but I just – I mean, yeah. It I, is 10.5. It's 10.5, yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there, yeah, tournaments for sure. Tournaments for sure. Um, if they can say that, keep that game close, Minnesota. The only thing is Phoenix has been like – I don't know if they've been the best team at blowing really at blowing people out, but they blow a lot of people out, dude. They have a lot of massive wins. That's what I'm saying. Like they're one of the most like low key. They've been one of the best low key teams easily all season. Oh, long. Like, oh yeah. Oh, they yeah. never talked about really. I mean, they do. Don't get me wrong. They're playing really well, but like nobody talks about them because they're not flashy. They're. I mean. It's got Chris Paul, you know, I mean, he's right. just a flashy, flashy guy. You know, they don't really have any just huge, flashy guys. You know, Devin Booker is a straight scorer. Um, you know, they got Jay, Crow- Jay Crowder playing the four. I mean, it's just one of those teams that's playing really fundamental basketball and they're winning and they're winning easily and just playing really well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could easily see that game getting out of hand. Um, let's move down the list where, you know, Dennis Schroeder – or Schroeder looked decent against Minnesota, um, 28 fantasy points in 32 minutes. I think we can go there. Um, then, uh, like Rubio, someone that you actually had in your playbook um, in that Lakers matchup went absolutely crazy. And this is the thing. We know that this is in the arsenal for Ricky Rubio. But, oh, yeah. the, but the, the problem is we never get eight for 11. And when we do get 8 for 11 from the floor, this is what can happen. Um, still 58. Any interest going up against his old team in, in the Phoenix Suns? Absolutely. I mean, he's 5.4K here on FanDuel. I mean, he's been playing extremely – that was why he made the playbook. He's been playing good. Like, right. there's nobody yet. I mean, McLaughlin's out. I mean, you know, like they don't exactly have just like a true, true backup point guard right now. Um, with all the, you know, with Russell out, they have Malik Beasley on the suspension. It's it just like they don't have anybody in the backcourt, really. Um, so, yeah, I feel like he's absolutely got the opportunity. The the opportunities are easily going to be there because of that reason. I don't love the fact that it's in Phoenix and that they're playing against Phoenix, but the price is cheap. I feel like tournaments, easy dart, yeah. Yeah, easy dart. And I think if you're in on Rubio – you should probably be in on this game in general. Yeah. Like you, Chris Paul, you could play Booker, like Towns. If you're you playing just, those guys, you basically are saying that you feel like it, it could be close, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Because, I mean, it's a 10.5 point spread. So Vegas is, you know, assuming this game gets a little out of hand. But 228 right. total, I mean, you know, 
fair. get fair. that, yeah, if we get that point output, um, you never know, right? I mean, crazier right, right, right. things have happened. So, sure. um, any value? Uh, I mean, Jalen Noel. I mean, I know I just said that there's really not a true backup point guard, but I mean, he, you know, played really well last game too against like yep. 27 minutes, 13 points, four boards, four assists, two blocks. You know, 29 fantasy points. Um, he's played, you know, 23 plus minutes in his last four straight. Over 20 fantasy points in all four. Uh, over 21 actually. Put up 47 in that game against New Orleans. I guess New, everybody's you know balling against New Orleans, but <laughs> you know, none, nonetheless though, you know, he's still under 5K and he's you know he's giving you 22, 25, 29 fantasy points. So he's just coming along well. I mean, I know it's Phoenix, but. Same time, he's really cheap and uh, could provide you some value because, like I said, they're they're depleted at the backcourt. They don't have anybody. So, yep, I completely agree. Fifty two hundred on DraftKings. I'd even consider that. Um, just yeah. I'll throw out some names, uh, just to to keep in the back of our mind. Um, if Theo Maldon does not play, Ty Jerome forty three hundred mm-hmm. uh, twenty nine minutes again against the Bulls. Uh, twenty two fantasy points. Nothing to write home about, but. Um, has been pretty consistent. Um, Nick, uh, is is NAW a shooting guard on draft or in Fanduel? Do I have to do I have to pump the brakes there? Um, look, hang on. He's probably a shooting guard. He should, yeah, he should. All right, I'll I'll pump the brakes there. Um, and then I'll throw I'll throw campaigns name out there, Sean, because um, campaign, and I'm not saying campaign. I'm saying Cam Payne. Um, three of the last four has top 20 minutes. And if you do believe that this game could get out of hand, um, I'm campaigning for campaign because <laughs> we've gotten 22 or more fantasy points in three of the last four, yeah. including a 48 fantasy point outing against Golden State. Um Thirty nine hundred, and you were talking about it at the top, right? When we started breaking this stuff down, um, it is there's something to be said about these smaller, smaller slates when you 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 have to dig, right? You have to find the the gold. Uh, it's easy to find on a ten game slate because there's value everywhere. On the six, the five, six game slates, um, someone like Campaign could be um, makes our player pool, especially if you consider this game uh, pull out. Potential, which I, I mean, I think both of us it's agree. The biggest, that, spread on, the biggest spread on the board in Phoenix. I think Minnesota is going to have a tough time. I could see campaign playing 12 fourth quarter minutes here and uh, and completely dominating. So thirty nine hundred dollars on DraftKings, I think, uh, makes for a pretty good value. Sure. Yeah, I got no, I got no quarrels at all with that. Um, one last question before we move over: Are you totally off Frankie Smokes? I know we talked about. <laughs> Uh, but I had to bring it up. I mean, he is minimum. Yeah, price. he is 3K. Um, three, he's 35, right? Uh, I assume on Fandle he's been priced too. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully assume. Um, I mean, Orlando's not been that great against the point guard spot. I mean, oh, they've been horrible. It's an actually a really good spot. I mean, I know the total and everything, and but you know, you gotta you gotta think that Frankie Smokes here is likely, you know, he could play 30 35 minutes. I mean. It could easily be, and I know that he hasn't shown that he's been exactly productive, but he has had some some instances where he's put up some good numbers. Um, I mean, obviously, we we both probably going to say that he's a tournament dart, but yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts if you were completely off of him, or or if you 
you felt like maybe you might might can throw a share or two every once in a while in a tournament or something. So I will never be completely off. I think a three K starting point guard against right. a team that is twenty ninth against point guards in DVP. Right, there you go. So I'm not saying I am like completely out. I know I poo pooed him before we hopped on air. Um, <laughs> and even when we were talking about injuries, I mean. Let's face it, Julius Randle is realistically going to be playing point guard, right? Like, yeah, it's it's going to be point. The Randall. offense is going to flow through Randle. So, but we need 15 fancy points to get to 5x, and then everything is gravy, right? So, um, if you want to play Lillard, and if you want to play, you know, Vucevic potentially with everyone out, or if you want to play Julius Randle, who's now up to 10k. Um, you want to play Westbrook, Donovan Mitchell, who's going to be playing point guard. Um, it's something you should consider. And I'm not saying you, I'm just saying uh, everyone else. It's something that we should have in the back of our mind that he's min salary. Generally, would we want to play Frankie Smokes? No, but no. Um, certain situations, at least you at least you have to pose the question, right? Like, Right. I mean, like I said, you know, we're, we're going to, he's going to get opportunities. I mean, he's right. going to play lots of minutes. The matchup is great. Um, you this know, is bar. Well, this checks. is all barring quickly being ruled right. out. Like he's only questionable, but this, this right. is the, this is barring quickly being ruled out. And that's exactly why we're saying like starting, like if he is going to be starting, if he's going to get that starting right. role, we know he's likely going to have to see half. And I say that like have to see 35 minutes mm-hmm. plus. Um, there's there, there's going to be opportunities. I mean, right. That's just all there is to it. So anyway, that's all I wanted to point out. But yeah, uh, I agree. Like he's not, he's like a last resort type deal. If you you know if you've got two or three studs in that you're just need to have that you know three point five k or whatever less player you know whatever he is on DraftKings. But either way, he's men. He's men. He's okay, men across well, the three thousand. Yeah, it's three thousand. So either way, three point five k is going to get you. You know. Frankie smokes, and you know if you need to go there, I feel like as long as quickly as out, yeah, you you can do it. Let's shift our attention to shooting guard, where Bradley Beal tops the list. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Uh, I think it's a, it's fine for tournaments. I don't think a lot of people go there. Um, I do think a lot of people are in this next year, and that next year includes Shea Gilders Alexander, mm-hmm. um, who's nine k on DraftKings, a little pricey, but I do think the matchup. Uh, warrant some consideration. Um, Devin Booker against Minnesota at 7,900. If you do think that game can stay closer, you just like Devin Booker to go for 35 actual in three quarters. And then I think my favorite of the bunch, um, something that I I hammer every time that Mike Conley's out, is Point Donnie, Donovan Mitchell. Um, I will be playing Donovan Mitchell at because he is... When he is the the guy and the point guard on this team, um, big things happen. Good things happen for Utah. Good things happen for our fantasy lineup. So um, of those three guys, I think Mitchell tops the list for me. But what say you, Sean? I mean, yeah, you got to love some some point, Donnie. I mean, it's 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 an easy spot. Um, and I, I wanted to look it up. Yeah, he's carrying a over a thirty. 30, 30, 736 minutes span, uh, 32% uses rate, 1.21 fantasy point per minute. Um, 
I know it's not exactly elite numbers, um, but still, yet yeah, like that's that's really good numbers. Like the usage rates up there, obviously, it's a team. Um, you know, Jordan Clarkson's the next at twenty seven percent, one point oh six, which I knew we were going to get there. Yep. Uh, but you know, nonetheless, it's really good. The only person that has an FPM uh, or FP per uh, M higher than him is Rudy Gobert, and it's one point three. Mm. But half the minutes fan as well. So, you know. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell obviously is a great spot. It's it's going to be a huge pace up spot, and we already know that you know a lot of these games have been flying over with Utah, considering they're averaging, as we mentioned many a couple of times already, 170, 170 points per game. Right. So yeah, you got you got to love some some point Donny here. I feel like he's easily probably one of the the top, probably one of the top a core play for sure on the slate. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Um, that matchup against Washington, always a fun one. Um, yeah, and really any instance. Good to see CJ McCollum back, 26 minutes. Didn't look great, um, but 26 yeah. minutes in his first game back, I think, is interesting. Any any love, 7,400 on DraftKings. Um, any love for, for CJ here? Are we just going to let, let him build back up? No, no, I mean... I mean, I don't feel like realistically like they're going to be like, oh, hey, yeah, now you can play 30 yeah. minutes, you know. Yeah. I feel like he's probably going to play around the same amount. And, you know, he's probably still a little rusty. I mean, yeah. I, I can easily see it taking him three to four games to get back into into actual groove. So, a little gradual. The gradual. Even, yeah, even, yeah, even though the matchup is is great, um, yeah, I feel like you just you know wait a game or, game or two more and, and then maybe start to, to key in on him. I agree, because um, I will not be playing him at 7,400, I think. Uh, I don't generally play him <laughs> at, like when he's playing full a lot minute minutes, so that's probably my uh, a fault of my own. Um, but there's going to come a time here within the next like probably four or five slates where he's like grossly underpriced. Yeah, probably. Because DraftKings, for sure, doesn't really know how to price him most of the time, so it'll happen, but I figure, yeah, I'd probably wait it out. Um, someone we're not going to wait out anymore is Anthony Edwards. Uh, tough spot though, Sean. I I don't I don't think I'm going to go here. But then again, uh, 37 fantasy points against Phoenix first time around. Uh, any Anthony Edwards love, or are you pass in this slate? Yeah, man. I, that's that is I couldn't have I couldn't have made a more perfect sound because I it's yeah. so on the I'm I am completely it's on the fence. It's so yeah. on the fence. It's not a great spot. Like it's really not. I mean, probably not. Not at the price. I don't. I don't. Yeah. No, I'm probably not going to be playing any of the Edwards. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead we, and go there. I mean, we could just play Jordan Clarkson instead. Who's sixty one hundred dollars? Fifty two on Fanduel. Yeah, I mean that's just he's gonna be, I would say, against Washington, no Conley fifty two hundred. I would say if you're playing cash, he's gonna be seventy five percent owned on uh, Fanduel and on DraftKings sixty one. I still think he's probably thirty right. somewhere between thirty and forty percent owned. On uh, might be higher than that. I think like fifty five plus. Yeah, fifty five plus. That could be true. Cause um, even when you even when you go down the list past Jordan Clarkson, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't love the the player pool. Um, I mentioned NAW. I do think NAW is in, in play if we're gonna see twenty plus minute NAW and not six minute NAW. Um, he did get hurt in that Clippers game, so 
you know, no fault of his own. But 23, 25, 25 minutes in the three games surrounding that that Clippers uh, injury riddled outing. Um, 30 fantasy points twice in that matchup, 4,200. And we love attacking Portland. And then um, how about going back to the Reggie Bullock? Well, Sean, uh, 29 minutes again. And you, I saw uh, you tweeted at John and I foul trouble, man. I mean, he was, he was at five X in the first half, um, but foul trouble really, really killed him. The Knicks are, are going to be hurt again at, at the guard spot. Um, what are your yep. thoughts of those two on uh, on NAW and uh, Bullock and the value tier here? I, I mean, Bullock more for cash because I feel like he's got a stronger floor. Um, you know, and that's not to take away because NAW has been playing, like you said. I mean, if it, I'll beat the injury, you know, 28-plus fantasy points in three mm-hmm. of the four, and that was because of the injury. Gets the same matchup here where he just put up almost 31 fantasy points, so I don't, I don't feel like that's unsustainable because he's been doing it. Uh, as you mentioned, you know he's getting good run, playing, getting good minutes. He's he's producing well. Um, and then you know I hate to say it, but we didn't even talk about Joe Ingles right here, who's going to start and played against Washington. He's four point four on FanDuel. That's true. Is he, they moved him, so they moved him to shooting guard officially. Yeah, so you're telling me that the uh, the Utah Jazz now have Donovan Mitchell, yep. Jordan Clarkson. And yep. Joe Ingles, all this is shooting guard on Fandle. I got today. Today Love, loves to screw you over. You did know. I get that? I got that correct. Okay, just 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 checking. Um, Good catch. That's that's great. Um, yeah, Ingles shooting guard, small forward eligible on DraftKings, and uh, yeah, I mean definitely in play fifty two hundred on DraftKings. I think is a really fair price. Um, I honestly, Sean, I think on DraftKings you could play all three in one lineup. I think you could play Clarkson. Mitchell and Ingles, yeah, because I, I think they, you could even throw in Gobert in there for a, you, you know. could probably do a massive Utah stack and it's like extremely profitable. You could literally probably run like multiple three and three, three, three stacks, two and three stacks, or well, probably just run three stacks. You know, you get so many combos right there of those three or four guys that, yeah, you'd probably be pretty profitable, yeah, <laughs> especially. I mean. We're 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 talking about Washington here, you know. So um, I think I think anything goes uh, yeah. against the Washington the Wizards. But um, anything else at shooting guard? Uh, KCP, I mean, has been okay uh, against Charlotte. It's a pretty good matchup. Um, but I don't necessarily. I do, I do have to bring up one. Um... And we kind of wrote over it, but uh, Alec Burks. Um, okay. He, so he's a small forward. He's, he's a shooting guard. <laughs> yeah, the the position the position um, the positions will never no match up because there's but that's a, what I was about to say because him and Reggie, which I mean I know they both play shooting guard and, and you know one kind of spells the other too, so it is weird. But yeah, they're both shooting guard on Fanduel too, but. You know, he has played 24 or more minutes in his last four straight. And uh, let's see, three of the four have gone for 25 or more fantasy points. 25, 28, 32, uh, and then had a 20-pointer, too, against Brooklyn. So, yeah, you know, he's also benefiting off of uh, the injuries and, and all that mess that's going on with the uh, Knicks backcourt. So he's obviously a guy, too, that we can kind of look at. He's really cheap, um, putting up good numbers. Oh, 100% agree. 
and I was going to bring him up a small forward. So thanks for ruining that, Sean. Appreciate it. Uh, just kidding. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree completely. I mean, we've kind of been on the Alex Alec Burke band. Alec Burke's band. And then, you know, he kind of, you know, and then they acquired Rose. Um, so things kind of started going a little bit backtrack there on Burke. We said this, you know, when he was with Philly, because he was playing a lot of minutes. He was coming off the bench as a first reserve, was playing really good. Uh, and we just kept saying, like, why can't this guy get, you know, 30 right. points tonight? So, yeah. I think we could see a scenario where if quickly sits, Burks is the one, like, closing at point guard on uh, yeah. on Thursday. So uh, just keep food for thought uh, for all those that are, are winning to play Frankie Smokes. Um, let's shift over to small forward where LeBron is coming off another massive game. Two straight triple doubles uh, for LBJ after, you know, ha- hadn't had a lot until recently. Uh, but, you know, 64 fantasy points after a 53 fantasy point outing um, has now gone for 53 or more in three of four. Um, are we on LeBron for Thursday or are we pivoting down to uh, the rest of the position? Um, I mean, this is this, you know, looking at this list, it's, it's pretty weak. Um, just a couple of names stick out, but I mean, yeah, LeBron obviously had a really good game. Um, this is a really good spot. We know that I know, I think you were saying in your playbook today, I think, uh, Charlotte, well, was it today? Or was it David? Yeah, they play, yeah, they're like third, I think they're 28th against the small forward position. Something like that, yeah. So obviously, you know, it's a good spot for LeBron. Um, He's playing extremely well, uh, continues to, obviously. So, had a good game. Uh, he's easily head and buff shoulders above the rest of the list here because, you you know, you start to go into Brandon Ingram. We had a decent game. I mean, it wasn't great. Almost 40 fantasy points. Uh, and then you have Gordon Hayward, which, you know, likely is probably a, a good contrarian play. I, mean, I can see you know, he went for 50, 50 fantasy points last game and has now went for uh, 50 or more in two of his last four. Um you know, it is the Lakers, but again, we've talked about how they don't exactly have that, you know, inside presence that we've, you know, come to accustom to know. So, um, but then when you get to that, when you get below that, it, it's, it gets kind of rough. So, yeah, I think LBJ is, is kind of, kind of your, obviously on FanDuel, he's, he's probably easily one of your go-tos. Yeah, yep. I think on FanDuel, he'll be one of the chalk air plays. Just looking at the spend-ups. Uh, you know how people love, to, especially on Fanduel, people love to to throw their money around. Um, oh, and look, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get and, some- right. And you mentioned the position is not great. I mean, it takes a, a steep drop. Twenty six hundred dollars uh, after LeBron. We have Brandon Ingram at eighty one. Um, oh. I think he's good. I mean, he was really good offensively, but he didn't really provide us with anything else. Like two assists. You know, six rebounds is cool, but only one steal, no blocks. And 41 fantasy points, got us 5x. Good cash game play, I think. Um, I do like the Hayward call quite a bit. I think, um, I mean, I'm buying all the way back into R.J. Barrett, at least current version of R.J. Barrett. Uh, We're getting a lot of shot attempts. I mean, 13, 15, 21, 14, 17, we're getting um, Tom Thibodeau deploying him for massive minutes. We were getting a lot of fantasy points. 
Um, down so many players. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're down all these guys. And then I think right below him, Barrett 64, uh, right below him, Danilo Gallinari, the call mm. of the night the other night, Shawnee. Uh, you yeah. loved Gallo. Um, you loved him even more if Capella sat. Capella did sit. And the rest is history. Gallo went for 29 and 6. And we know, like, if there's one thing that we know about Danilo Gallinari, um, is that this recent stretch of 29-20, 15-20, actual points shouldn't surprise us because this guy can score the basketball. He can get buckets. I mean, that's a, yeah, exactly. I mean, you kind of nailed it on, you know, hit the nail right on the head there. Like, he's he's a scorer through and through, but he can also, you know, he also can give you rebounds. He can right. block shots. Uh, can give you steals. He shoots three really well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he just kind of gives you so many – um, different kind of can you know places that he can contribute. So it was an easy call the other day. Uh, I feel like this is like you mentioned, just as good of a spot here against OKC. Um, yeah, I agree, I do agree. I, I do like the RJ Barrett call. He's been playing a lot better. Been taking a little bit more aggressiveness, you know, with those guys, other guys out. So uh, I feel like his price is still rather cheap at that, and you know, for what he's been doing too. So, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I think those two are kind of neck and neck, for me at least. Um, you know, obviously we're going to have to wait on the Capella news. But. Yeah, I think that's definitely an important factor. But I do think it's, you know, coming from the Sean Mitchell school of contrarian DFS, um, if Capella does play, you know, I mean, who's to say Gallo can't just continue what he's doing off the, off the bench? Also, Sean, do you uh, – are you into Narrative Street? Because uh, Gallinari played for OKC for, for quite a while there. <laughs> That's true. And, and I was thinking about that, and I was like, well, I mean, is it really a narrative? I mean, is it really a narrative? I mean, I would think more you of You can like, make a narrative into any. You can turn twist and twist it anything you, into you a narrative. You can make into a narrative these days. Like, yeah, I don't know. If you want to go there, that's fine. Like... <laughs> I, I just feel like he's still a good play either way. Like, I'm not thinking narrative straight, but, yeah, I, I mean, either way, you know, OKC has just been not very good at all this year. So their defense has not been good. Um, he's been just playing extremely well. I feel like his price is still not moving, really. Um, yeah, I think he's still a good play. What else are we looking? Um, I, my eyes go right to Talon Horton Tucker to be perfectly honest with you. And he's looked great in the last two games. Yep. Um, 40 fantasy points against Golden State, followed up with 31 against Minnesota. Still $3,900. And uh, I get it because he's not, you know, he's still coming off the bench. But if this guy is going to be in the rotation while uh, Anthony Davis is out, yeah. and um, I mean – we have to at least consider him. He has to make our player pool, right? Yeah. Um, he just has too much upside. I right. Mean, and it's still a good matchup. Um, probably not as good as, like, Minnesota, but, you know, Charlotte, same thing. <laughs> you know, he comes in for LeBron James a lot of time playing that small forward spot. Just talked about how bad, you know, they are against the small forward spot. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I've got no beef against that. Um you know, the only other one that I was really looking at was maybe like a uh, Kenrich Williams, who, you know, uh, even with Horford back, I still like, you know, with Basley, I haven't seen if he's 
they still have a lot of injuries. Um, if you know a lot of those other guys still sit this game, I think Kenrich, twenty-five plus fantasy points in his last two games. He's played over twenty-three minutes in his last three, uh, over twenty-one minutes in his last five of six. Um, you know, over twenty-one fantasy points in his last three straight. Uh, playing pretty good. Uh, he's still cheap, really cheap. So if you want to look there? Maybe you can look there. Uh, that was a that was another good call, by the way. Uh, we, we all played poker. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Poku, you know, had a underwhelming night. It happens, but yeah, I, I did mention that you know Kenrich was probably the pivot, and I think he was actually cheaper the other night too. I think he was more around the three point eight, three point nine k range. So, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. I played him in only one or two, I think. So I didn't have near enough uh, shares of him, but yeah. I mean, I think you know as long as they're still dealing with all of the injuries, Lou Dort. Uh, Basley Lou Dort, Basley is officially out. Okay, so that you know, basically, out it, it helps. Um, if Dort does sit, I think that Kenrich will definitely have value again at his price. Same, I do agree. I think that's a, a good call under 4K on DraftKings once again. So uh, definitely willing to go there. Let's go to power forward Julius Randall. I think we've touted him enough uh, for you guys to realize that he is elite. Um, and at 10K on DraftKings, there's still upside. Uh, so that's how good he's been. Three of the last five, he's gotten for sixty plus uh, fantasy points, and I think we are we are on full blown triple double watch for Julius Randle every time out. Um, and then, you know, the clear pivot, Sean, is Zion against Portland, and if Clint Capella sits, it's John Collins against OKC. Yeah, Zion, you know, is easily the cash play. Mm-hmm. I mean. He's, his price is still not exactly, you know, getting up to where. And it was probably because, you know, he had the dead game, um, the game before. Well, I mean, he went for 30 fantasy points in three of the games. So, it you know, and then he had a really good game against Portland. Uh, price went back up a smidge, but he's still right there where there's value there, especially for cash games. Totally agree on Collins. You know, we were all over that the other night. It, you know, we knew, we, we, we said it. You know, Collins sees one of the biggest bumps, um, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Collins sees one of the biggest bumps with, you know, Capella off the floor. Um, it's not Trey Young. So that's, it, it's, uh, I was wanting to look it up, actually. It's a know. seven, it's a seven percent bump. When you take um, Capella and DeAndre Hunter off the floor, because we do know DeAndre Hunter is out as well. Right. Uh, it's six officially six point four percent usage, um, four point three percent higher than the next player, and that player is Kevin Porter. So uh, Trey Young not in even not not even in the picture here. No, yeah, and that's crazy that you know to think. But yeah, John Collins, excellent player right there. Uh, price is still very very fair. Um, good matchup here. I know you know Horford's a decent defender, but. You know, Collins has just been playing really good lately, and especially if Capella's not on the floor, his rebounds are up. He's scoring a lot more. Um, you know, that's also helping Trey Young with the assist numbers because Collins is getting a lot of those assists. But nonetheless, um, yeah, it, it's a great play. We, like I said, Julius Randle just been completely solid, forty-five plus fantasy points, pretty much any game. So yeah, he's he's also good for cash, I think. Um, but. Yeah, I'll definitely be looking for the Capella news. Yeah, I mean, Collins Collins becomes a core play uh, if Capella sits. So um, let's 
go down the list where Kyle Kuzma only played 25 minutes against Minnesota. That was disappointing. Um, Robert Covington played 37 minutes. And didn't shoot. Minutes, I mean, not bad. Just, just didn't shoot well. Uh, three for eight from the floor. And still put up good fantasy points. I mean, still put up good fantasy points. But he's over six thousand dollars on DraftKings. So we need the shots to fall. We know the peripheral stats will be there, but we need the shots to to you know tag along as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just looking, you know, on Fanduel, uh, you know, pretty much 29 or more fantasy points in his last six of seven. No, five of six. Sorry. In his last five of six, but yeah, if you look at his defensive numbers, as you mentioned, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve blocks in his last six games, and he's also got five, seven, eight, ten. He got eleven steals in that same amount. Like on FanDuel, he should be easily one of the players you're targeting. Like, I, especially in this matchup. I mean, I know he didn't exactly, you know, put up good numbers. Like he said, he, sh- he didn't shoot well. Uh, but this is definitely a team that he can shoot well against if he's hitting the shots. Yeah, I feel like he could easily probably be around that 35 fantasy point range with his defensive upside. I mean, it's still – I think there's still a little bit of uh, value at his price. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't, like, dislike um, the price, and obviously the matchup is elite. So um, I'd be in on Covington in tournaments. Uh, someone else I'd be in on tournaments is Carmelo Anthony, who continues to – I think he's a small forward on Fandle, uh, but he's a power forward only on DraftKings. 30 minutes for a third straight game last time out. 28 or more fantasy points in three straight games. Uh, kind of like Covington, Sean. We've had a block in three straight games. We've had four steals over his last three games. We've had five or more assists for Carmelo Anthony in the last three games. Um, I don't know, man. Like, If this is the version of Carmelo we're going to get, I have a lot of interest here. Yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of was thinking about that. I was like, you know, is Carmelo going to lose, you know, a lot with with McCollum coming back? And and I don't, yeah, I mean, obviously that's not the case yet. Uh, I don't feel like that's probably going to be the case. I feel like Carmelo has kind of solidified himself into that role and Mm -hmm. I don't think he's, you know, coming out of it. Um, So, yeah, I I totally agree. Uh, I think, you know, um, a lot of people are going to be off Poku again, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I know that you know with Horford back, but still, yeah, even at the power forward spot, he could you know kind of come in and spell Roby. Um, yeah, I still think there's value there. Um, I don't know. Other than that, you know, going below, you know, Marky Morris is game time tonight, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, but you know, other than that, Nathan Knight, uh, our boy from the other night, Capella. You know, if Capella sits again, uh, he he that was that was that was Mr. James Grande call right there too. By the way, um, excellent call too. Uh, you know, he he performed really well. Fifty, he's actually scored fifteen or more points actual in his last two. Um, you know, has uh, averaged right around six rebounds, uh, one and a half assists, uh, one and a half blocks, uh, and then a half steal. So, you know. Put up 36 fantasy points against Cleveland the game before, and he's only played 22 minutes and two, you know, two straight since Capella what didn't play. Um, so yeah, got to give props there when props are due. But um, Nathan, Nathan Knight obviously could be in the picture here as well. Yeah, um, for sure. It's he's. Um, I mean, he could potentially play if 
Capella does too, but he wouldn't be in play. You know, um, Ngankou, in, Ngankou is also questionable for Atlanta. So, you know, he could be the backup center regardless, but we need Capella to be out in order to play him here uh, in fantasy. But definitely in play if Clint Capella is ruled out. Let's finish up at center where Nikola Vucevic tops the list. Um, Sean, interest level in Vooch coming off 38, 10, and 6 assists against the Heat the other day. I mean, you know, I've said it time and time and again that the place to exploit the Heat is is on the front court. Um, they guard the guards really well. They're not as big and as athletic. I mean, okay, I'm not going to say that because Bam is and, and Kelly Olin. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, but a guy like Vooch could, yeah, I mean – He's very, very good at his job um, here against New York. I, yeah, I totally, I totally think that he's easily a cash play. Um, we've said that time and time and again. Um, I feel like he's easily could get you, you know, forty-five to fifty fantasy points. So yeah, in cash, I think you just kind of gotta have to lock him. Yeah, um, and we've talked about enough value in order to do that as well. Uh, he's not not cheap, ten-one on on DraftKings, but um, clear cut the top spend because, uh, I mean, again, like Carl Anthony Towns was good against the Lakers, uh, but 52 fantasy points, you know, like, uh, it's frustrating because we know Carl Anthony Towns could do more. Like, he gets us the 29 points, you know, we're asking for it, and then he gets us six rebounds. And yeah, seven assists were great, but, um, uh, you wanted more, you know, we just, we just want more, right? Um, I don't think this is the spot for him, but we've talked about it a couple times. Uh, if you're if you're being contrarian, you know this would be a game to stack because uh, look, currently the largest spread in Vegas uh, resides in this game, ten and a half still uh, for Phoenix. Where else are we looking though at center? Um, you talked about Gobert earlier. Yeah, I um, mean, I, I, I was going to start there. Like Gobert against Washington should be just an absolute domination. Um, I feel like, like we, you know, we already talked like all of Utah is in play. Like even um, Royce O'Neal, if you want to go that, like everybody is in play yep. for Utah. Um, Montrezl Harrell, as you mentioned, like he's you know been playing extremely well. Um, feel like like he's getting better and better as the season progresses. Like it seems like he's just like getting more minutes now, and he's just totally smashing. Um, really like that. Uh, you know, Al Horford's interesting. Um, you know, he should probably play his usual allotment of minutes. Um, feel like, you know, if Capella is out, he might have a, 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 you know, a decent shot at having a good night. Could probably see 30 fantasy points. Moses Brown, you know, we, we talked about him. He, he absolutely smashed last game. <laughs> he's, um, yeah. Which kind what of, is, what is his price? He's 4.4 on, on FanDuel. Like I said, which kind of sucks with, uh, with, with Orver being back. Um, but he's still cheap. Like, you know, you're, pro- you're probably still looking at him getting around the 20-ish to 23 mm-hmm. range. Yep. So I don't, you know, don't exactly hate it. Um, another one, uh, you know, Jackson Hayes has been playing really well. Uh, I know he's had a couple of down games exactly in the same matchup last game against Portland. He only played 18 minutes, though. But uh, in three of his last five, he's played 20 or more minutes, and he's put up 20 more fantasy points in those three games, too. So um, he's kind of getting the run over. We talked about Willie Hernan Goat, you know, the other day. So 
That's pretty interesting. Um, feel like he could be a tournament dart. Yeah, other than that, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Um, I agree pretty much on all fronts. I don't know how much interest I would have in Horford. I guess there's uh, you know, going back to Atlanta, right. uh, could be a little narrative there. I do think Moses Brown continues to play 20 plus minutes a night because we know Horford's not going to play more than 27, 28. So, right, um, right. Uh, I definitely think it's the that's a, a very good mid tier play. I, I want your take on something. It's disgusting, you and be, you better it's, say it. <laughs> it's Taj Gibson. Oh man. Um, so he's 3,200. So like. And I was talking to John the other night, like, it's only a matter of time before Rip Hamilton, Ronnie Brewer, um, those guys are coming out of retirement and playing 30-plus minutes for this Knicks team because, um, like, the band's back together. Taj has played 20-plus minutes in all but one of his last seven, um, and he's actually top 24 in five of his last seven. 3,200... We've gotten 15 or more fantasy points in six, uh, seven of 10 games. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like you could do worse at $3,200 than Taj Gibson playing 24 minutes a night. Yeah. So, <laughs> this was the one that I thought you were about to bring up. Um, and it's Alex Lynn. Um, oh, yeah. I should have. I mean, he actually had a. He played 23 minutes against Sacramento and put up 30 fantasy points. Yeah, double, he did double, have a good 13 game, points, uh, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. And then two games before that, which, you know, they had the double-double there, the the uh, rubber match against Milwaukee. But the game, the first game of that set, he had 32 minutes, 10 points, 6 boards, 2 assists, 1 block for 23 fantasy points. So, I... If he starts, let me let me put it that way. He's going to. I mean, he started three games in a row. I, I don't see a scenario, like, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't start him again, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I That's guess. Tough. I mean, I guess, like, in that case, yeah, I, I guess. I guess he's in play. I, do I want to play Alex Lynn again? I played Alex Lynn, like, I feel like I've capped my, like... Your Alex Lynn shares? Yeah, like, I've played him twice <laughs> you've already. You've had enough of your life. Yeah. You're like, I, All right, no more. <laughs> it worked once. It w- didn't work the second time. I and, feel like... <laughs> I was going to say, like, we've talked about how we don't like playing any centers against Utah, like Robert Williams. Um, you know, even though he had a decent game, he still kind of struggled a little bit. Um it's just not it's not easy playing against Rudy. Um, it's, it's not easy at all. So, anyway, it, it's a tourney dart. Definitely a tourney dart. Um, but, yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it, unless you got something going on, something else going on. Ah, whatever, man. It's been a long, <laughs> a long podcast. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, that, that, that about wraps her up. Um, I feel like, yeah, the center spot is pretty clear cut. Um probably going to be paying up up for it feel like at least probably 6.5k or more um feel like you you know your top players are easily at the top spot for the center spot 
Ray Kuhn will be on the playbook Thursday. Um, we there will be a live stream. Obviously, this podcast, the whole nine. Uh, you could catch Sean at s Mitchell seventeen on Twitter. Nailed it. Uh, and you can catch me on Twitter at the underscore real underscore grande. Um, big shout to Sean as always, and uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow.